We begin the Gemara today and Daf Kuf Tezayin Amid Beis. Middle of the Yomad, the first word on the line is Daf Shei, Taner Abanan. Zok the Gemara, Taner Abanan, we learn in the Brayse, Shayara, Shahisa, Malachis B'Midbar. Caravan of people that's traveling through a desert. V'Omad Gaius V'Tarfa. And the army came and attacked them and wanted to steal their money. V'Omad Echad Men, one of the people of this caravan got up, V'Hitzel. And he saved the money from, uh, from this uh, attack. So, whatever he saved is not for himself. Everyone in the caravan takes what belongs to them. But if this person specifically says, I'm going out to, to fight and to save the, our money. I'm, I'm saving for myself. So he says that, then Then what he saved is going to take it for himself. He can keep it for himself. Keep what? The money, everything that he saved from, uh, from all the possessions of the people that uh, was going to be uh, taken. So the Gemara explains, what's the difference? Why does it matter what this person says? Hey, Chidami, what are we talking about? E the Yochel or the other gears here, it's going on all the people here. So it's, uh, it should be Lashen Rab and Yechoylen. If it's a case where all the other people of the caravan could have fought and saved their possessions just as much as he could have. So then I feel a safe and Even in the safer where this person announces and says, what I'm saving is for myself, it shouldn't, he shouldn't be able to keep it. It should belong to everyone. They're not miyayish and what belongs to them. They could have saved it for themselves anyways. So if they're not miyayish and it belongs to them, so what he's doing, just because he's saving it for them, it doesn't, they're not giving up on it. They're not being mafkirit. He's saying the parish is not saving it for them. And a but how should that help? The fact that he's saying so shouldn't make any difference. No, but it's not, it's not a matziv. The fact that they could save it themselves, it means that this is not a situation where it's lost, where it's hefker, and therefore he's being zeicher in it from an hefker. He's going and saving it. They could have done it. He decided he wants to be the nice guy and do it for it. But there's no reason that they should lose their ownership over it because of this. And we do lo yachal If none of the other people have the ability to save it, which basically means that they're being attacked and their stuff is already lost, it's gone. And it's only this person that has that ability to go and save it. Then, what that basically means is that this is already something which they were miyayish and it's hefker. So then I feel Reisha, Nami, even in the Reisha of this Braise, where he doesn't make this announcement that I'm saving for myself. So la'atzmai, he should still keep it for himself because it's lost, it's gone. He's being zaych and it for himself. So the Gemariah gives three pshatim for this. Omar, Rami, Bacham, explains one pshat. Hacha, the case we're speaking about over here is there's no difference whether he could save it for himself or he can't. Uh, they, they, that is, they could save it themselves or they can't. Here the case is Hacha b'shut maskinon. These are people in the caravan, they're all partners in these possessions that they have. The Kogenzeh, this is an example of a case where Shutuf Chaylik Shaloy Ludas where a partner has the right to cut his partnership, to separate his ownership even without the agreement of his friends. Usually, if you want to stop the partnership, you have to have the agreement of the other partner. But this is a case where you can do it even without the das of your friend. Therefore, Omar, if this person says clearly that he's, be, he's saving it for himself, then Pollock. So then he's separating from his friend. And therefore, whatever he's saving, he saves for himself. He takes for himself because there's, there's no more partnership over here anymore. So whatever he saves, he's able to keep for himself. But if this person did not say that in advance, he didn't say that he's saving for himself, then so then the partnership still remains, and therefore whatever he saved, he didn't save for himself, 
He's, he's saving for everybody. That's the debt. Rashi says that's the debt of a partner. When a person saves something, he can't say, oh, because I saved it all, so I saved it all for me. No, a partner will be mishtadl and, uh, and save everything that's owned by the partners. So therefore, even after he saved it, it still belongs to the other people. You still split it and everybody takes their part in the partnership. So that's, the, that's the, what we're talking about here. A situation of partners, whether this person is splitting off from the partnership and therefore whatever he saves... I'm saving something that belongs to you and I'm, I'm not a partner with you anymore. So if I'm saving it, so then I'm saving for myself. Or if we're still partners, then the derech of a partner is that since he's, there's a partnership here, whatever he saves is still, the partnership didn't stop. So he's still saving for his partner. It's one shot. Rav says another pshat. We're talking about over here about a case where it's a person that's a worker. He's hired to work for his master. And this is a kind of worker that's not hired for a specific job. He's hired to work whatever he, whatever he earns, whatever he does, goes to, to, to the master that, he's work, that he works for. And so over here, what's the difference if this person says Befetish, that he's saving for himself or not? If he's a worker, no matter what he saves for the people of the caravan, should go to the people that he's working for them. He, this is a person that's hired by the people of this caravan. Whatever he does is for them. So whatever he saves should be for them. So why does it help if he says, I'm saving for myself? So the answer is, okay, this is based on something that Rav said. No, Rav, Rav said, There's a special Allah to a yid that's hired as a worker that he's allowed to retract from the job that he's doing in the middle, middle of the day. He didn't finish his job. He's allowed to walk out from his job. He only, obviously, he only gets paid for what he did, he did. But he's allowed to back out from his job in the middle. So, over here, in this case, if this person that's a worker for these other people here, if he doesn't say anything that I'm saving for myself, so then whatever he does, when he goes and saves this money, he's saving it for the people that he's working for. So, mm-hmm. and that's whatever he does, he's doing it for the balabas, the people that he's working for them. So, whatever he saves is lamtas for them. However, if he announces and he comes and says that I'm saving for myself, what he's basically saying is, even though I'm your worker, but I retract from this, he sees an opportunity where he could save for himself. So he has charotah from this and he wants to save for himself. And over here, the reason why it works is, there's a different reason. And by a yid, a worker, the reason is, the chsev, the pasuk says, the yidin are slaves for Hashem and we're not slaves for another slave. For another year, that is. Which means a worker is only, he's still an independent person. A worker does not become an Eved, where you're owned by your master, and once you're hired for a job, you can't back out. You're a worker, but you have the right to back out at any time. So therefore, over here, when he announces and says clearly that he's saving for himself, he's backing out from his position of being a worker for them, and he can save for himself. Ravashi Omar, Ravashi says, the third shot, what we're talking about over here, the case over here is the other people also have the ability to save their money from these, uh, from these guys, from these bandits that are attacking them, but it would be very difficult for them. It's not, not so simple for them to, to save it. So therefore, in a case of Goli, Daitei, when this person makes an announcement and makes it clear that I want to save for myself, and the other people in the caravan heard this, they have the ability with, with difficulty, but they have the ability to go and save it for themselves. And they heard that he says he wants to save for himself. Once he made that announcement and they're quiet and they allow him to go save for himself, Latzma, he can keep it for himself. Because the fact that they're being quiet and they're allowing him to do this shows that they're Michael. 
they could have saved it themselves with difficulty. The fact that they were quiet and decided to allow him, that's because they, 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 they didn't want to go through this tirche. So then they're moichel. They keep, keeps it for himself. However, if he doesn't make it clear to the people that his plan is that he's coming to save it for himself, so over here you can't say that because they were quiet, therefore they were meichel. He, he never told them that he's planning on saving it for himself. Over here, maybe they would want to work hard. Maybe they did want to work hard and save it for themselves. Therefore, if he goes ahead and saves it, it's still going to belong to everybody because maybe they would have worked hard to save it for themselves and we still say that uh, they all have a right to it. It's not, it's not lost from them. A person stole a property from his friend. In other words, he possessed a property. And now Masikin, which are bandits or thugs that come along and confiscated this property from this Ganev. Now, in Makis Medinahi, if these Masikin that attack people and throw them out of their property is not something that was done just to this Goslin here, but this is a Makis Medina, that they're going and attacking and grabbing away properties from many people in the country. So then, he can say to the owner, here, your property is, is where it is, and go and take it as is. And so the fact that the Masikin came now and possessed it is not something which is the Goslin's responsibility to kick them out, even though it happened after he stole it. This is a Makis Medina, it has nothing to do with him. And therefore he just tells the owner here, take it as is. However, if the Masikin are here in the property because of the Goslin, and the Gemara will explain what this means, then it's going to be the responsibility of the Goslin to reimburse him either to get these Masikin out of this property or to pay him the value, the money of this, of this property that the Masikin, these thugs, are now possessing this property. So Rav Nachman Yitzchak said about this expression well, of Masikin. Field, they what? They what? He has to get him another Sadeh. Or he pays him, so he pays him for it. He gets him another Sadeh, money or another Sadeh. The one that is greatest in the Mishnah, the word Masikin, as we have it in our Mishnah, is not making a mistake. One that learns in our Mishnah, the Gersu with the Tzadik, Matsikin also is not making a mistake. Why? Matsikin means a person that comes and oppresses you. He's not making a mistake. As the Pasik says, You've been placed in a siege and under oppression in this siege. So over here, there's people that came and stole people's property. They were called Matsikin. He's not making a mistake. Tzotzal is a kind of grasshoppers that come and destroy your property. So Saka goes on these grasshoppers, and therefore they were called Masikin, like grasshoppers that come and destroy and confiscate your property. What did the Mishnah say? If these Masikin came and possessed your property, and this is because of this Gazlin, then it's your responsibility to reimburse the owner for this. What does this mean? Says the Gemara, what's the case here? If the case over here is, like it would sound like, the simple pshat of the Mishnah. These Masikin, they, they have something against this particular Goslin. And therefore they came and they confiscated his property that he has. They did not uh, come and confiscate anybody else's property. Just as Goslin, they attacked and they possessed this property. And that then, it's, the, it's going to be the Goslin's responsibility. You stole this property, and it's because of you now that this property got possessed by these Masikins. So you should reimburse the owner for this. So as the Gemara, that can be the Chiddush of what the Reisha is saying, because this would be already self-understood from what it says in the Reisha of the Mishnah. The Mishnah said, The Mishnah spelled out, if it's a Makas Medina, if the fact that Masik can attack and possess this property is nothing to do with this Goslin, it's just that they do this in the country now. 
So then, you're not responsible. So from what it says in the ratio of the Mishnah, the Eloi, Eloi, it's self-understood that if it's not a Maktis Medina, but it's something that's, these Masikin have something specifically with this Gazlin, so then it is going to be this Gazlin's responsibility. Why is the Mishnah spelling this out? In Machmas HaGazlin, the Mishnah could have just said Bekitzer. The Mishnah could have just said these words, in Loi, Loi, and then he's going to be responsible. The fact that the Mishnah says a whole other line, in Machmas HaGazlin Chayv, it's Mashma that there's a new Allah that the Mishnah is teaching here. So what is this new Allah that it's teaching? Says the Gemara, two pshat in the Gemara says, one pshat is the case over here is the Achve Achvuye. This is not a case where the Gazlin already stole this property. The case over here is here's a Gazlin, we, we refer to him as a Gazlin. It's a person that knows that the king, the government, is looking to confiscate someone's property. And this person goes and tells the government here, this is a good property, you should go and confiscate, go possess this property. So he's leading the government to this person's property or, or these masikin to this person's property and they go and they confiscate this person's property. So he caused the people to come and confiscate this property. He's going to be responsible for, to pay for this. This is a garmi. The mother will soon say, this is what's called garmi. You didn't directly do the damage, but you are the direct cause of this damage and you're high for this. It's one shot. Another shot of here is, on the case of here is, we are speaking about a case where he already stole this property before. And the case is, there were these goyim that came and were forcing him to give up from his properties for them. They told this person, show us your properties. And they were going to take it from him. And this person, he didn't only show his own properties to these goyim, but he also showed this property that he stole from this person along with his properties. So why did he do that? He didn't, didn't have to, they weren't forcing him to show someone else's property that he stole. They were forcing him to show them his own properties that they wanted to steal and possess. So why did he show the other person's property? So therefore, he's also going to be higher for this. Talk to Gemara, how Gavre that is, it was an individual. That he showed these Masikin, that here, come and, and grab the kari, the chiti, this pile of grain, of, of uh, wheat, from the reish galusa. Like the first answer that the Gemara just gave here, in the Pshat of our Mishnah. So from the people from the reish galusa now came to Rav Nachman to get reimbursed for what this person did, that he should pay them back for showing these masikin to confiscate this pile of, of wheat. So Rav Nachman obligated this person to pay for showing them. Yosef Rav Yosef Achayid Rav Huna Bachia Rav Yosef was sitting behind Rav Huna Bachia. Yosef Rav Huna Bachia came to Rav Nachman, and Rav Huna Bachia was sitting in front of Rav Nachman. Omulei Rav Huna Bachia Rav Nachman Rav Huna Bachia tells Rav Nachman about this. Dine Oiknosa. The psak din that you just said that they have to reimburse is this minadin based on garmi, as I mentioned before, or knasa? Maybe it's just a penalty. Maybe because this person was someone that did this more than once, and therefore Rav Nachman felt that he deserves a knas, but minadin, you wouldn't be mechaivin. So he answered him, this is minadin, masnisani, this is what we learned in our mission here, the first chat we said before, the Mishnah said, if the gazlan went and showed someone, here, confiscate this person's property, then you have to reimburse him. Now we explained, that the case of here is that you showed someone, you showed them a sikin, or the government, you showed that you confiscate this person's property. That's what Rav Nachman said. Basa de Nafak, after Rav Nachman left, Amalei Rav Yosef le Rav Huna Bachia. So Rav Yosef tells Rav Huna Bachia, my nafkalach mina, what difference does it make to you, Idine Iknosa? Whether the psak din to pay that Rav Nachman paskind, was it meikra din, or was it just a penalty? What difference does it make? The pile he has to pay. Amalei, so Rav Huna answered him, what was this over here? Uh, yeah, Rav Huna Bachia answered and said, the difference is as follows. 
if this is then We can compare and learn out from here to other cases that the same should apply. But if it's just a knas, then we can't learn out from here. So you wanted to know, are you paskening that this is a case of garmi, and if it's a case of garmi, so in any other case compared to this, you'd be chayef, or this is not, this is not your direct uh, fault, and the, the fact that they came and actually confiscated this property, you wouldn't be chayef for this, but it's just a knas. Says the Gemara, from where do we know this concept? When we see in a specific kind of a case that Chachamim imposed the knas, you can't compare and learn from there to another case that seems to be similar that you would impose a knas. It's only that case where Chachamim instituted the knas where it applies and you don't compare it to any other case. Where do we see this? The Tanya, as we learned in the Braise, in the beginning, Chachamim would say, that somebody that goes and makes tome, someone's produce, and now it loses its value because of this. He can't eat it. And the only thing that uh, we're talking over here about, something that he was metame, so it's, yeah, it has less of a value, and a menasech, and then you go, or you take person's wine, and you pour it for avidizara, so it's yain nesach, and it also becomes ostra to use. In these cases, this is not a kind of a hezek that you chayv because this is a hezek shein in nikr, but chachamim made a knas, but you still, and you still chayv to pay for this. That was the first knas chachamim instituted. Then later on, chazru they instituted furthermore, af hamedameya. The same is also, if you take the trume, and you mix it together with chulin, so now your chulin produce that you could have sold to any yid for its full value loses a certain value now. Because now, because it's mixed together with trume, the only person you could sell this produce that's mixed together with trume is to a kain. So you could only charge him a cheaper price because not everybody could buy this. So they came, Chachamim instituted, that that's also a, a kind of a hezek, which is ain't a nicker, and there's a knas, you have to pay for that again. That's what it says in the Braise. So what do you see over here? There was two stages. First, Chachamim said, Yechai of a knas for one kind of hezek, Shein and Nikah, and then Chazru, later on, they instituted Yechai from Medameya as well. It says the Gemara, Chazru, and because later Chachamim came and added the knas in this case, therefore it applies. Le Chazru light. But if they wouldn't come and make this knas on the case of Medameya, when you mix the Chulun and Trumah, then the knas would not apply here. My time, uh, what's the reason? Why shouldn't it apply? Why shouldn't we compare that it's a similar thing? You're, you're being mazik someone's possessions, even if it's not noticeable, but it's a similar thing. Why don't we compare this? Lav, don't you think the reason is? Mishum Because this payment here, the Chachamim instituted in this case, is all a knas. We don't compare in, with a knas, we can't compare from one scenario to another. Says the Gemara Loi, that's not the reason why the Chachamim had to institute specially a knas for the case of Medameya. Because Me'ekare, in the beginning, when they didn't include the case of Medameya, mixing the Cholom with the Tromeh, Savri, they held, When there's a big damage, that's what Chachamim were concerned of, and they made a knas for that. But if it's a less of a smaller damage, Chachamim were concerned of this. By Medameya, it's less of a damage, because when you mix the Cholom with the Tromeh, it doesn't lose its value altogether you could still sell it to a client. You, you lose the, the value, the price. You could only sell it to a client for a cheaper price because it's not in the open market where anyone could buy it. But it's a, it's a, there's a, a smaller half. So therefore, they're, over there, they didn't impose the knas. So it's not the same case. The reason you don't compare is not because it's a knas, because it's just a less of a damage. They were concerned even about a smaller uh, damage, which is in a case where you mix the trauma and the cholim. But the Gemara now asks him this, Aini, is this not true that once there's a knas in one case, we don't compare to another case? 
But we have another Braiser that discussed this subject, or above Oven over here discussed this subject, and he said it differently. The father of Rabavin, he said as follows. But in the beginning, if you metame someone's produce or you mix his chulen and trume, then for those, there's a class that you have to pay for this damage. Then then later, they added and they said, when you take someone's wine and you pour it for you have to pay for that as well. So here, according to this version, the first institution that they said to pay was metame medameya, and only afterwards menasech. So again, the Gemara says, what do you see? Chazru in, because they instituted this again, therefore you have to pay now. If they wouldn't clearly say later that you have to pay for Manasseh as well, you wouldn't have to pay. My time, what's the reason for this distinction? Don't you think the reason is because we can't learn out from a case of Knas? So the Gemara again, no. That's not the reason. Manasseh is different. It stands out separately and there was a different reason why originally the Chachamim did not institute to pay for pouring a person's wine and making it Yain Nesach. Why? So the Gemara explains like this. Here, the Gemara is going to bring up the subject of Kom When you pour wine for Avedizadeh, you're serving Avedizadeh. So you chayv misa for this. So here, you, you could bring in the svar of Kom where it patters you of any payment, and therefore Chacham would not institute a knas in this case. And the Gemara explains. In the beginning, they didn't institute that from a nasach should be chayv because they held like Rab Oven. The Gemara will, in a moment, will explain what Rab Oven said. But in the end, they changed their opinion and they held like what Rabbi Yirmiya said. What does this mean? In the beginning, they held like what Rabbi Ovin said regarding when a person is Machal Shabbos and during the Chilu Shabbos, he also damages someone's uh, garment. What is the case here? The Amr Abavan Abavan said as follows Zarak Chetz, Mitchilis Arba, Libusayf Arba. You throw an arrow in the Rishus Rabbim for Amis, which is the Chilu Shabbos. You have Misa for this. And then the Kodesh Shirayim Ba'al On its way, the arrow was flying. It also ripped someone's garment. Potter, you'll be potter to pay for that garment. And now the Chiddush of what Rabbi Oven is saying here, as the Gemara will explain now, only applies in the case where the Chi of Misa and the Chi of Mamein are at the same moment. Then you say that the Chi of Misa patters you from the Chi of Mamein. But if it's at different times, so then there's no Kamle B'derab Mene. So over here you can argue, he's only Chai for the Chil Shabbos when this arrow lands by the Hanoche. And it tore the person's garment on its way when it was flying. After it, it, it was up, it was the Akira, in the middle of it flying, it tore someone's garment. So the Chi of moment is while it's flying, and the Chil Shabbos is only after it lands. So why should you apply Kamle B'derab Mene over here? So Rabbi Avon explained, Shari Akira Tzayre Hanochi Hi. It's considered to be all one thing because you pick up the arrow, you throw it, and you throw it, it's for the purpose of where it's going to end up landing, where it's going to f- fly and land. So therefore, even if it rips while it's flying, it's considered to be, as it happened, the same time as the Chil Shabbos after it lands. And therefore, so he's Misa at the same time that he damages this person's garment, so he's Potter. Okay, so now, the Gemara is saying here that you can compare it to our case of pouring the Yain Nesach. A person steals this wine. He picks up someone's wine and then he pours it down to the Avedizara. So over here also you could argue and say that the Chi of Misa of serving Avedizara only happens later when he pours it to the Avedizara. The Chi of Mamain is when he picks up the wine um, but the Gzele, that that's when he's Chayev for this wine that he picked up from this person. So it's not exactly the same time where there's the Chi of Mamain and the Chi of Misa. 
But in the beginning, the Chachamim held like the Svar of Rabavin, even though it's not exactly at the same time, but he picked it up with the purpose of going and pouring it for Avedizada, and he ended up pouring it for Avedizada. It's considered to be one long thing. And therefore, it's like the same time where Yechai the Misa and Yechai of Mamen. So therefore, in the beginning, Chachamim did not want to impose a Knas in such a case where this Chachamim did not want in the end, they retracted and they held like what Rabbi Yirmiya said. It's considered to be two different times. When he picks up the wine, he's kind of this wine, meaning he's stealing it and for this he has to pay. So he has to pay for this. But you're not for the the until you pour the wine. So it's two separate times. So there's no common with the Rabbi And therefore, Chachamim instituted the Knas. So you, over here, the point the Gemara is saying is, you can't say, or you don't have to say, that Chacham did not want to institute a Knas because we don't compare from one case to another when it comes to Knas. Over here, there's a specific reason why, originally, by Menasach, they didn't want to make the Knas. Okay, the Gemara now goes back to the original subject regarding a case where a person is uh, showing someone else's property, or get to the case of Masikin. Says the Gemara, found himself in the city of Avyani. Also, so Rove came in front of him, Amale, and said to him, Was there any story that came to your hands that you could share with me a certain psaktin that you paskened? Amale, so he said, Yeah, I paskened as follows. Yisrael, a case of a yid that Goyim came and forced him to show him a property that they can take for themselves. And he showed his friend's property. They go take this property. Uh, so that's the case that came to my hands. And I told this year that showed his friend's property because Goyim were forcing him to uh, to show. So I, I was him to pay for this. So Rav says to him, You should go back on this story over here. In other words, return the money to its uh, to its owner. The fact that uh, you made him pay for this, that he was forced and he showed his friend's property, he doesn't have to pay for this. Why not? The Tanya, because we learned Nabrai, says as follows, Yisrael, Shonsu, a yid that's being forced by Goyim to do this, the head of Mama Chavere, in order to save his life, he goes and he shows his friend's money to these Goyim, Potter. So he's Potter to pay for this. However, if he himself goes and the Goyim are forcing him, and he goes and brings an object with his own hands to these Goyim, then Chayev, even though he saved himself, and he's allowed to save himself by, to, to do this, so you don't have to put your, your life, you don't have to die for the sake, but yeah, you saved yourself, but later, if you, since you brought it by hand to this guy, <laughs> so then you're going to have to fa- pay for this. So over here, in this case, in the story that Rav Honibar Yehuda Paskin, it wasn't a case where this person took it with his own hands. So therefore, he doesn't, he's not responsible to pay for this. If it's a case where the person was not being forced by Goyim, he just went on his own and showed Masikin or the government, here, this is a property you can go and confiscate without being forced to do so. This is like when you carried something with your own hands and brought it to a guy. This is the case that the Gemara said before on the Mishnah. When you go and uh, you show with your, with, uh, on your own without being forced, and that's what the Mishnah said, that you'd be high for this. There was a case of a person The guy enforced him and he went and showed them where he can take why they can, they can go and take from the wine of Rav Mari. The guy then told him Come and carry the wine together with us. 
He went and carried the wine for these guyim. So then they came to Ravashi to ask Ravashi. So he saved himself from these guyim by showing the wine of Rav Mari. And he also carried it for them. And when Ravashi, they came to Ravashi and asked whether he has to reimburse them, Patrine. He patted him of paying for this. Why did you patter him? But Vatanya, didn't we learn in the Braise? It says you're allowed to save yourself, but that's only but im nasan vinasan biyad. But if you went and carried with your own hands and gave it to these guy, then chayiv, then you are chayiv for this. So here he carried the wine with his own hands. So Ravashi answered, it depends how this happens. When do you say that if he goes and carries with his own hands and brings it to the guy, that's only if you didn't show them in advance where this object of your friend is. You just, they, they, they were forcing you and you went and brought the object to these guyim. So in such a case, when you brought it to them, you're going to be responsible for this. In a case where you show them the wine, in this case, they, they saw that they're there, they see the wine already, and they're just asking this yid to, to help them carry it. In such a case, it's already like it was burnt. Once the game already see the wine and they're there, and you're just helping them out, it's something that's already lost from the owner. The fact that you're picking up and helping them is already after the fact that they're standing there and they saw it, you're picking it up with your hands. You're not picking up from your friend. It already doesn't belong to your friend anymore. It's already like lost and gone. Hey, said Ravashi, Ravashi, from what it says in Abraise, Omaloi Anos. An Anos, person that's forcing this yid, comes and tells the guy, Give me, hand me over this bundle of, of straw, or this uh, um, grapes, a uh, cluster of grapes you should hand me. And you took, you grabbed it, you took it from your friend, and you gave it for this guy. Chayiv, so the Brais over here says, you will be Chayiv. So it seems like over here it's speaking in a case where the guy saw this and they were standing right there. So it's already lost from you, friend. And you went and handed it to them. And nevertheless, the Brais says, as long as you handed it to them with your hands, you're going to be Chayiv to pay for this. Mm. And says the Gemara over there, no, the guy did not have any access to it. The case there was, the guy that were forcing him to give him these grapes or whatever it was, they were on the other side of a river. And you brought it to them. So in such a case, if you brought it to them by hand and the guy did not have access to it on, on their own, even though you're allowed to save yourself, when, if they're, they're, they're threatening to kill you, but nevertheless, after that, you have to pay for this. The Ekanami, we can also see this in the words of this Vraisa, the Ketanik of the Vraisa says, Hoishit, that you, do, you, you hand it over to them. Veloitani, 10. They told them, hand it over to us, which is mashman, they couldn't take it on their own. It doesn't just say, give it to us. So we see that that's the case over there. There was this trap that was used to trap animals, maybe fish. Two people were arguing about this trap, who it belongs to. One person says it's mine, the other person says it's mine. And no one has any proof that it says, and they're just arguing about it. One of them went to Masra and he showed and he gave it over to the government uh, representative of the king, a tax collector that gave it to them. So now he sort of confiscated it, but not for himself, but by giving it over to this uh, representative. What I gave to this, to this tax collector, it's mine, it belonged to me. So therefore I'm not paying you for the fact that, I, before we said you show a tax collector something from your friend, you have to pay him for that. But over here they were arguing about it, and there was no raya who it belongs to in such a case. He says, I gave it to him, and therefore I'm potted to pay you for this. This is really a case where the halacha, what would be the halacha otherwise over here when two people are arguing over something and no one has any raya? The halacha would really be called olam gavar. Each one can go and grab it, whoever's stronger. So over here, instead of him grabbing it for himself, 
He just he didn't go to Bezdin. He, did, he just went and gave it over to a tax collector. So that's how Bai says he's potter. Rave, Rave says, does this person have the right to do this? He, he, he didn't go to Bezdin. He didn't stop. He went and, and grabbed it and gave it to, to the tax collector. We excommunicate this individual for doing this. Adam until he'll retrieve it. and he comes properly to the bezdin. And let the bezdin paskin. So the bezdin will paskin afterwards. Come, uh, sorry that the halacha is called uh, alam Fine, but you have to. You can't just go and give it over to a tax collector. The bezdin has to paskin. There was a person that wanted to go and show a property of his friend to the to, to someone to grab it from him. Asivne, uh, sorry, again, it goes together here. He wanted to show the, the straw or the, the wheat of his friend to somebody to, to steal and grab. So he was in front of Rav and he told Rav what he's planning on doing. Rav warned this individual and said, No, you're not allowed. Don't show him and don't show him. This person said, No, I am. I'm going to go and show this. That the, the people can grab it away from my friend. Yosef Rav Kahana was sitting in front of Rav. He broke his neck and he killed this individual for for this chutzpah that he that he had in front of Rav. Kari So Rav said regarding what Rav Kahana did, the following pasuk where it says, ulfu shachvu kol your children are lying in like in, 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 in out out outside. Kisay michmor. Kisay michmor mean? What does this mean? My soy. This this soy is a, is a is an ox. My my soy is that just like this ox. Kivin shenafa be michmor. Once he falls into the trap, michmor is a trap. Ain merach memolov. Once he's trapped, the people that trap this ox have no mercy on this ox. Half mamashal Yisrael. Same is with the money of Yidden. Kif shenofa biyad leivik echavim. Once the goyim come to confiscate a person's money, aim and achman malav. They have no achmanus on this person himself. So therefore, the point that the Gemara is saying over here is that the what Afkahana did was correct. The fact that he killed this person because the yeah. fact that he said he is going to show the money of his friend that they should be goyim should confiscate yeah. it. That means that he's ready to put his friend's life in danger. He has the din of a raidif. So therefore, the fact that you're killing this, that Rav Kahana went and killed this person, which is a raidif, was, was, was a, a right, a pidin, you're allowed to kill a raidif. That's what uh, Rav explained to him. Now, Amalei Rav, however, Rav then said to Rav Kahana, Kahana, my student Kahana, until now, have a parsoi. It was the Persians that were in control over here. They are not particular when there's a, 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 a situation of murder that happens. They weren't particular about this. And so they, won't, they, they wouldn't be after you. But now the ones that are in charge here are the Yivonim. They are very particular about murder. And Vomri, when they hear about a case of murder, they scream and they say, There's a murder here, there's a murder here. They're going to come to arrest you. So therefore, come sack Lada the Israel, go and flee to Eretz Israel. And you come to Eretz Israel, who was the biggest Han over there that was teaching Tayran Eretz Israel, Rabbi Yechenen? The Kibbul Allah, accept upon yourself the Letikshil Rabbi Yechenen Shevashnin. You shouldn't ask any questions for, to Rabbi Yechenen for seven years. Accept what he says without questioning him for seven years. The Mashari says that this was a kapara for Rav Kahana because even though Rav said what he did was right, that he killed this person, but nevertheless there was something that he did was, that was incorrect, that he did this without asking Rav. 
in front of his teacher Rav. He just went and took action on his own and killed this individual without asking. So therefore his kapada is, you come to Yisrael, you learn from Rabbi Yechenin, don't challenge him, don't ask him any questions. Azali <coughs> came to Yisrael, he found Rish Lakish, which was from the greatest students, or even a colleague of Rabbi Yechenin that was learning by Rabbi Yechenin. The Yosef, he was sitting and he was repeating and explaining the halachas that Rabbi Yechenin taught that day in the Shir to the students. Okay, so he came late and he saw what was happening there and Rish Lakish already finished saying over the Shir. So he wanted to go and speak with Rish Lakish. So he says to the students, Rish Lakish, where, where did Rish Lakish go? I want to speak to him. Why, why do you need Rish Lakish? So he said to them, Hi I have this question and I have this question and I have these answers and he wants to discuss all of this with Rish Lakish. They told Rishlokish that uh, about what Rav Kahana said, the questions and the answers he has. Oh, so Rishlokish, Rishlokish went. And he tells Rav Yechenin, a lion in learning came up from Bavel. So when you give your shir tomorrow in the yeshiva, you should be very uh, prepared well, that you should know what you're saying well, because he's going to ask you questions. So Lamacha came the next day, they put Rav Ka'ana in the front row, in front of Rav Yechenin. Rav Yechenin said a halacha, he didn't ask any questions. Rav Yechenin said another halacha, he didn't ask any questions. Why? Because he was following the orders that Rav told him not to ask any questions. So they put him now into the back row, in the seven rows in front of Rav Yechenin, they put him at the back row. <laughs> So each time Rabbi Yechina said Allah and he wasn't asking questions, they keep kept on putting him in a further row back until he was all the way at the back in the back row of the seven rows. Rabbi Yechina turned out to this Lakish and said, This lying that you said that he's going to challenge me in the Allah that I'm teaching, he became a fax. He's not, he's not challenging me at all. So now, Afghana was really urging, he wanted to ask a question. So he said, Omar, Yehirava, it should be the will of Hashem, the Hani Sheva Dori, these seven rows that I was put here in the back, and I was embarrassed by this, that they put me one row and a further row all the way to the back, of this should be in exchange for the seven years that Rav told me not to speak up. Domali Rav, that Rav told me. So then, Komakare, he got up on his feet, and Omalei, Nahadamar Beresha, he says to Rabbi Yechenin, could you say over again the halacha that you said from the beginning? Oma Shmaita says, Rabbi Yechenin said the first halacha v'akshe, and he asked him a question on it. So Ekpin Bedara Kama, he asked us a, such a question, they brought him back to the first row. Oma Shmaita said, Rabbi Yechenin said another halacha v'akshe, and he asked him again a question on it. So the one explains what happens here, Rabbi Yechenin, Havi Yosef, Asheve Bastaki. Rabbi Yechenin was sitting on seven uh, mats that were under him, or seven little... Uh, 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 Rugs below him, huh? Carpets. Carpets, rugs that were below him. That's what. That's the kind of uh, chair that he was sitting on. So Every time he asked a question, they took out one rug from below him. actually said another halach and he asked another question. This happened seven times. They removed all the rugs that he was sitting on, and now Ad Yosef Al Ara told Rabbi Yechonah was sitting on the ground. Rabbi Yechenin Gavre Sabav. Rabbi Yechenin was already old at that time. Umasuchi Gvine, and his eye, his eye, um, his eyelashes were very, very uh, long, and they were covering his eyes. 
Amalahu, so he, he didn't see Rafka, he couldn't, he was covering his eyes, he didn't even see Bakhlal. So he didn't see Rafkahana. So he said to his students, pick up the eyelashes from my eye, and I'll see Rafkahana. So his students came with a silver utensil and they picked up his eyelashes. Chaza, so with his eyesight, he saw the part they said that his that his lips were split. What really was was Rav Kahana had a certain split in his lips, so he saw his lips his lips were split open. Savar Rabbi Yechelin thought that Rav Kahana is standing and and, and smirking or, or laughing at him at Rav Yechelin that he asked him all these questions and he couldn't give an answer. Cholash Daitei Rav Yechelin felt very bad about this, and as a result, Benoch Nafshe Rav Kahana died because of the fact that uh, he hurt Rabbi Yechenin by, by, by laughing in front of him, or at least that's what Rabbi Kahana, <laughs> sorry, Rabbi Yechenin thought, but really he wasn't, really it was just a split that he had in his lips. Lamacha, the next day, Rabbi Yechenin says to the students, did you see this person that came from Bavel, Hechi Ovid, what he did, and he came and he, uh, he was, he was uh, smirking him in, in my face when he asked me these questions. So they said to Rabbi Yechenin, now this is this is the way he looks always. It's because of the split that he has in his lips. He wasn't chas v'shalom uh, smirking in front of you. So he felt very bad about this. He went up to the cave in the place where he was buried. Chaza, he saw there was a snake that was there surrounding his cave that you couldn't enter. And the snake was surrounding it and it had its tail, or the or not tail, the, uh, mm-hmm. the end of the snake was the in the mouth. Well. Huh? Yeah, the tail, okay, the tail was in the uh, mouth of the snake, blocking the entry. Omalei, Sarab Yechenin, speaks to the snake and says, Achna, Achna, my snake, Psach, Pumech, open up your mouth, release your, your tail so I can enter here. And let the teacher go in to the student that's buried here, of Kahana that's buried here. The snake did not, not open its mouth. Then he said, Let a friend go into the cave where the friend is buried. He still didn't open his mouth. So then Rabbi Yechonah said, Let the student go to the teacher. Then Pasach, hey, the snake opened its mouth and he was able to enter into the cave. And he brought him up. If I would have known that this is the way your lips look and it's not that you were smirking at me, I wouldn't have felt bad about this. So now come back to us, come back in the Bismedish to learn with us. If you could ask that I shouldn't, this shouldn't happen again, I shouldn't die again because you'll feel bad about something that I say, then I'll go with you. But if not, I'm not going to go with you. Since the time of this miracle that happened once, already happened once, and I'm not going to rely on this happening again, so therefore I'm not going to come with you. So the Gemara says, he woke him up from his death, and he was standing, and he brought him into the Bismadrish, and Shaile calls Faker. Rabbi Yechelin asked by Rav Kahana all of his questions that he had, the Havale. And he answered all the questions for Rabbi Yechelin. And after this, this is what Rabbi Yechelin said about this. Till now I thought that it's the one amongst you. He told his students, I thought that all the sources of the halachas come from the ones amongst you here in Eretz Yisrael. And he said that from Babel, from the people of Babel, you can't learn anything. But now I say, the Torah belongs by the people over there that are in Bavel. The Torah comes from them. As I see here, Rav Kahana came from the, from the people in Bavel. 
Okay, let's just learn a little bit more over here. We're not going to finish the whole thing today, but let's uh, see one more story over here. There was an individual, coming back to the story we spoke about before, an individual went and showed to a guy where you can go and take jewelry that belonged to Rababa. So he wasn't being forced, he went and showed this. Yosef, Rabavov, Rabchanine, Barpapi, Rabitzchok, Nafche, so these three Amiram were sitting together. Yosef, Rabilog, Gabayu, and Rabilog was sitting along with them. Savr Lechayuve, he thought as a source to be Machai of this person for the fact that he showed someone to take the jewelry of Rababe, that his source would be Mahadatnan. From the following mission that we learned that says, Donis Adin, a person that's paskining a din in a Bezdin, and they made a mistake in the Psakalochet. Zika Sachayev, the one that was supposed to be Chayiv, he patted him. <coughs> or the Chayiv is a Zakai. The one that was supposed to be Potter, he was Machayiv him. Tima is a Tari. Something that was supposed to be Tari was Matam, or the opposite, Vitir is a Tome. We had details about this before earlier in the Masechta here. So the Mishnah there says, Masha'asa, I'll see what's done is done. And the Yishalami Beisah. But this judge here that passed wrong, he has to reimburse this person that now has a loss because of his Psakdin. So what you see over here is, just based on your words, that you passed wrongly, that's called Garmi. So you, you directly cause this damage, so you have to pay for this. So you show a guy to go and confiscate your friend, in this case, of Abba's jewelry, you have to pay for this. But Rabbi Law says that Mishnah is not a good source because Rav said about that Mishnah, that's only if you went and carried, when you passed in the din, you went and carried that person's object and gave it back to someone else, then you're going to be chayv. And the Gemara we had Rashi before explained regarding all these cases, how it applies, that he went and did it by hand. That's the only time that you chayv. But over here, this person didn't go by hand and take the jewelry and gave it to this guy. Amrilei, so he said to Rababe, Zilagabe de Rabshim ben El Yokim, Verabolazar ben Pedos, the Daini Dine de Garmi. We know that they paskin that you are chayv to pay for a case of Garmi when someone causes a direct damage, even if he doesn't do it by hand. So go to him and they'll paskin that he's chayv, they'll be chayv. Azilagabai, they went to them, and chayv, and he says he's chayv based on the mission that we learned before. And the Pshat that the Gemara said on the Mishnah, what did the Mishnah say? In Machma Sagazlin, if a property is confiscated because of this gazlim, you have to reimburse the owner for this. And very kim there, we explained before what was the case. When this gazlim, he didn't steal it himself, but he went on his own and just showed this property to someone to confiscate it, even if he didn't take it by hand, you're for this. You're for because of dinah degarmi. So therefore, you're paskin like him, you'll be chayev. There's one more case, which is exactly the same thing over here. It was a person, it's a little bit different actually. Okay, you know what? We'll start here from here. This is a case connected to the next few cases here. Okay.